What's up everyone? This is Dan and you're listening to Lay the Smackdown. This is the part of the show where I talk about the latest news and goings on in the world of WWE. It's been announced by WWE that following a public apology, Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame. Hogan was apparently backstage at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view and, you know, went to the locker room, spoke with all the talent, shook hands with them and essentially made his peace after the allegations of racism that were thrown against him a few years back and you know he was removed from the Hall of Fame back then and yeah it's been as I say announced that he is reinstated. Um, A sad line to bring you really is um, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler has noted that Um, There's been reports of Howard Finkel, the legendary ring announcer, being unwell. Um, Jerry said he's not 100% sure, but from what he's hearing, it's understood that Howard Finkel may have suffered a stroke. And, you know, if that is the case, then everybody at Latest Smackdown and everyone at Rebellious Noise will send their best wishes to Howard Finkel. WWE has confirmed the return of War Games. It will take place in November, the 16th of no. WWE has confirmed the return of War Games to NXT. It will take place on the 16th of November at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which is the night before Survivor Series. It's definitely one to look forward to. Four more competitors have been added to the May Young Classic. They are Crystal, Killer Kelly, Mia Yim, who actually beat the um, Riot Squad's Sarah Logan at last year's May Young Classic before losing to Shayna Baszler. Talking of losing to Shayna Baszler, Mercedes Martinez, the fourth person that's been added, also lost out to Baszler in the same tournament. There has been rumours circulating all week as to what a big announcement is on Monday Night Raw. As you may or may not have heard, Stephanie McMahon has confirmed that she will be at Monday Night Raw next week and she will be delivering a historic announcement which would shake the women's division. Now, it's been reported that this announcement has something to do with the all-women's pay-per-view that I mentioned on last week's show. It's understood that that is set to be announced for September, and is due to take place in Long Island, New York. There is also due to be the announcement of WWE Women's Tag Team Championship belts. Um, They have apparently been made. They're very similar to the men's ones in design. Uh, They have a white strap and 
the talk is that they are going to be defended across all four WWE brands. So Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT and NXT UK. So obviously we're going to have to wait for Monday for the official announcement from Stephanie. But for now that's as much information as we have. So yeah, look forward to seeing exactly what the big announcement is from Stephanie, if indeed it is this, and if there is anything else that she is going to add. Welcome to the Pay-Per-View Review. So, welcome. This is the review of the Pay-Per-View Extreme Rules. We are going to go firstly into the kickoff show and... I was two for two in the kickoff show, correctly predicting that Andrade Cien Almas would defeat Sin Cara, and that Sanity would defeat the New Day in the tables match. So we move into the main show, and as they are undefeated since debuting the new gimmick on the main roster, the B team defeated the Deleters of Worlds to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, That was a correct prediction from myself, as was Finn Balor defeating Constable Baron Corbin. Uh, The next match was the SmackDown Women's Championship match, with James Ellsworth suspended in a shark cage above the ring. This match was won by Carmella, and that was the first one that I actually got incorrect. I predicted that that would be Asuka's time to actually win the Women's Championship. The next match we have is the United States Championship match between Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura. This match lasted only six seconds. So essentially the referee is handing the championship over to the timekeeper and Nakamura just low blows Jeff Hardy. The referee asked if he can go. Kinshasa, one, two, three. All over, new champion. After the match, we get a return of Randy Orton. Orton comes in, attacks Jeff Hardy after the match. No RKO, though. Um, Potentially signalling that Randy Orton has got his favoured heel turn. So, yeah, it's good good to see that. Another correct prediction from myself. Another match that I correctly predicted, and it was kind of in... The manner that I predicted as well was Kevin Owens defeating Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. Now, I actually said that I thought Kevin Owens would win this match by like Braun just essentially destroying him and throwing him through the cage. What actually happened was Owens climbed up to escape the cage and Braun followed him. It then proceeded to essentially mimic the spot that was done by Mick Foley and The Undertaker 
20 years previous at Hell in a Cell. It was the 20th anniversary of the Hell in a Cell match, Mankind and Undertaker. And Kevin Owens took a great bump from the top of the cage through the table, uh, through the announcer's table. And in the process, won the match by escaping the cage. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, defeated Team Hell No. The Bludgeon Brothers attacked Kane before the match, and it's rumoured that Kane was actually injured beforehand. He'd been seen like walking around at recent mayoral events wearing um, one of those protective boots on his leg, and the storyline injury that he has from the beatdown is that he broke his ankle so essentially Daniel Bryan worked the majority of this match two on one it was won by the Bludgeon Brothers and yeah it's another um, incorrect prediction from myself actually did pretty well for a change I actually only got three wrong um, I said that Roman Reigns would beat Bobby Lashley um, instead, this was the other way around. Then Bobby Lashley defeated Roman Reigns. Next, we have Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss defeating Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match. Then, for me, was the two matches that were standout matches. The last match was always going to be literally the match of the night but this was a very very close second and that was AJ Styles versus Rusev for the WWE Championship now this match it was one of those where you know my heart was saying I would love Rusev to win it my head always said AJ was gonna win and you know it didn't let me down really. It was one of those where there were a load of near falls on Rusev's part. And in the end, AJ Styles got the victory. Then we move into the main event. And it's apparently only the fourth time on pay-per-view history that the Intercontinental Championship has been the main event of the show. And it was Seth Rollins versus Intercontinental Champion Dolph Ziggler. As we know from last week, Drew McIntyre was allowed at ringside for the 30-minute Ironman match. This was a very, very good match, and it finished level after 30 minutes. Um, it got to the point where Seth was just about to win the match and the clock essentially beat him. And this led to Kurt Angle coming out in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and announcing that this match is not going to end that way in his hometown. And so it's going to go to sudden death overtime. And pretty quickly after he made that announcement, Dolph Ziggler got the pin on Seth Rollins to retain the Intercontinental Championship. 
So that's everything for Extreme Rules, and we now lead on to SummerSlam further down the line. This is the part of the show that I like to call the Jaw About Raw. Monday Night Raw this week kicked off with Kurt Angle in the ring, essentially giving an ultimatum to Brock Lesnar. Either you show up next week on Raw, or you agree to defend your Universal Championship, or you will be stripped of the title. There was no response, and it seemed as though Kurt Angle was about to strip Brock of the title. The crowd were going nuts. And then out comes the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal champion, Barack Lesnar, a certain Paul Heyman. And Heyman announces that he has spoken to Brock Lesnar and that Lesnar has agreed to defend his championship at SummerSlam. As yet, we don't know who Brock's opponent is going to be, but then that leads to the six potential challengers coming out to the ring all to stake a claim to be the next challenger for the Universal Championship. And those six men were Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Elias, and Drew McIntyre. So, Kurt Angle announces that there will be two triple threat matches later in that night. The two triple threat matches, the winners of those, will then go on to face each other on next week's show. The winner of that match will then go on to face Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. So the three matches that w- the two matches, sorry, that were set for this event were Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor, which was going to open the show, and in the main event we were going to see Elias versus Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins and essentially you looked at the two triple threat matches and for me straight away I could pick who was going to win both of these matches um you know I would have loved to have seen two different guys but you know it was obvious it was going to be Roman and Bobby that were going to win these two matches and then go on to next week because it has been rumoured for a while that either Roman was going to be the next Universal Champion or that Bobby Lashley has a match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam as part of his deal for coming back. Um, For me, I would like to have seen it be Seth Rollins and Finn Balor winning these two matches and then going on to face Brock Lesnar potentially at SummerSlam. There is obviously still a Braun Strowman hanging over them. He was actually asked backstage why he didn't go out and announce himself as a potential um, challenger 
in the matches and he just literally held up the briefcase and said well I don't actually need to because I've got a guaranteed title shot whenever I want there are actually a lot of people saying that what they think is going to happen at SummerSlam is that it's potentially going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns Roman will eventually win the Universal Championship and then have a Braun Strowman cash in straight away it could happen, or Braun could just essentially insert himself into the match straight away, thus making it a triple threat. We then have Dolph Ziggler facing Bobby Roode. Um, Bobby assumed this match was going to be for the Intercontinental title, and Dolph was just like, nah, sorry, I'll just face you. And yeah, so Ziggler won that match, um... We saw the in-ring return of Alicia Fox teaming with Dana Brooke to defeat Bailey and Sasha Banks by disqualification. So, we also have the raw return of Ronda Rousey. She attacked Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah, it was really strange, really. So, Alexa's in the ring cutting a promo and... The crowd just start going nuts and turning around, so you instantly know somebody's coming through the crowd. And uh, the camera pans round, then it's Ronda Rousey, and you know I couldn't make out what she'd done at first, but you know she'd done something really strange with her hair. What she'd done is she'd actually plaited it through the middle, and then just really like tied it back on the sides quite a lot, and. At first glance, it looked like she'd shaved the sides of her head and essentially had, like, a really long, like, mohawk. But, yeah, she looked she looked like a proper badass in this segment. And, you know, after she'd finished, Baron Corbin came out and was like, you know, what are you going to do, essentially, to Kurt Angle? And Kurt was just like, well... I'm going to give her a women's title match at SummerSlam. And Corbin's up, so you're not going to punish her. And all Kurt ended up doing, really, was adding a week on to her suspension. Which essentially means that Ronda Rousey will not be on next week's Raw if if her suspension is upheld. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple more matches. I'm just going to quickly breeze through these. Mojo Rawley defeating Tyler Breeze. Uh, the B team defeated the Ascension. The Authors of Pain defeating Titus Worldwide. And Sarah Logan defeating Ember Moon. So, um, yeah, the main event, as we say, Bobby Lashley defeated Seth Rollins and Elias. You know, these were. It was actually very good matches. Um. Both the Roman Reigns defeating Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre match and the Bobby Lashley defeating Seth Rollins and Elias match. As I say, I would have liked to have seen Seth win it, but, you know, Bobby Lashley winning is not too much of a bad thing. So, yeah, so we're looking forward now to next week's Raw where, as we said, we have the historic announcement from Stephanie McMahon. What is it going to be? We'll find out next week. This is the part of the show that I like to call the yak. 
about smack down. Smackdown on Smackdown this week. We kick off with Jeff Hardy in the ring and he is furious. Yeah, Jeff is absolutely furious with Shinsuke Nakamura and the way that Nakamura ended up winning the United States Championship from him. Um, So he basically challenges Nakamura to a US title match tonight, which... Shinsuke accepts. We then had a very, very decent match. It was AJ Styles defeating Andrade Cien Almas. Um, you know, Almas has really just been facing enhancement talents and had a couple of bouts with Sin Cara. Since being on the main roster, there's not really been much to shout about from Almas. And him facing AJ is somewhat of a big deal and you know he did himself no harm in this match he was absolutely brilliant really uh we then had becky lynch defeating mandy rose and samoa joe defeating ty dillinger so before the samoa joe ty dillinger match we actually got the return of our truth so R-Truth's backstage and he's talking, it seems like he's talking a bit in riddles and Ty Dillinger can't really understand what he's saying that much. And it turns out R-Truth was actually talking to his mum on a Bluetooth headset. So yeah, it was a, a little funny comedy skit. After that we have a Miz having, uh, after that we had the Miz having a funeral for Team Hell No. We had um, Kane's mask and the hair on top of a mannequin head, essentially, in the ring. And Daniel Bryan came down, interrupted it. Most likely, to me, this is saying that Bryan has re-signed and that this is leading to Miz and Bryan at SummerSlam. We then had Eric Young of Sanity defeating Kofi Kingston of The New Day. Here's a very decent match and yeah as I say won by Eric Young then in the main event we get Jeff Hardy defeating Shinsuke Nakamura by disqualification this was interrupted by Randy Orton causing the disqualification you know much like he did Extreme Rules, you know, Orton came in, he attacked Jeff and, you know, it was very strange. There's been some, like, you've seen different bits and pieces in WWE over the years where you've seen people get injured or, you know, some sick chair shots or whatever. But Randy Orton actually took his finger and put it through the flesh tunnel in Jeff Hardy's ear, which, it was quite cringeworthy and, you know... He's proper stretching Jeff's ear out with his finger and yeah, not very nice at all. So it makes you wonder, is this going to lead to potentially a triple threat at SummerSlam? Is it going to lead to Jeff and Orton at SummerSlam? Or is Jeff Hardy actually working with an injury? And if Jeff is working with an injury, is this the way of writing him off TV? There's only only time will tell and... As I say, we'll look forward to next week and hopefully we'll have a bit of a clearer picture of what's happening from the blue side at SummerSlam. You can check me out on Twitter 
at Dan underscore Reb Noise. Keep checking us out on rebnoise.com and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. For now, that's it. Peace out. See you next week. Yeah.